morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we want to welcome you to the House That Happens, sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Tobacco voted four times. The best dive bar in the GTA, but we'd like to think that it's the best place to be in all of Ontario, because when you're here, we keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're here to talk about the iconic, insidious, and insane things that have happened in this crazy world we call sports. How was your week, buddy? Uh, pretty good, though there's a few things about last week's show that my uh, beautiful girlfriend pointed out. Hello, how you doing? Oh, I better give her a show. Steph. Yep. Steph, how you doing? We will meet soon. Exactly. Um, so the first one was when I went on my little rant at the end, I said Jesus would have been homies with the gays. It was a big missed opportunity to say he would have been homies with the homos. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. You should have slid. That would have been tricky. Steph, good call on your part. Homie with the homos, yes. And then second was uh, when uh, we made the joke about how I was forcing you to watch Leaf games and I had a gun pointed to your head. She pointed out that it was not... Uh, politically correct? Not very politically correct to have a gun pointed at an unarmed black man. Oh! <laughs> so we're not saying that we're completely political on uh, how that <laughs> happens, but uh, young lady, you do have a pertinent point here. If someone were to hear talking about a Italian-Canadian pointing a gun at an unarmed oh, African-Canadian, it would not look good. But I, I don't think that uh, in any way Mr. Milani was not malicious. But that's an interesting take. You know what I mean? I will have to look back because... Um, I like the idea of uh, Jesus homies with the homos, though. Well, we'll, we'll keep. Well, it would have been. That would have been. I stand by that. I, I would say I, I, I do too. You know what I mean? And that, that issue, which we'll talk about when we get the NHL, is still percolating. Mm -hmm. You know when? They, oh, it's not gone. It hasn't gone anywhere by no means. You know what I'm saying? But um, thanks for listening. But most of all, thanks for those little tidbits. I really like the gun at the unarmed black man. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> I thought you'd get a kick out of that. I certainly do. But in any event, we had a lot of crazy things going on during the week, and one of them was uh, the results of March Madness 2023. Mm -hmm. You know? For the first time Truly in... Truly madness. It was. And the first time in my life, and I've been watching this since 1976 when my beloved Michigan Wolverines lost to the last undefeated team that won the NCAA championship was with, with the uh, Indiana Hoosers, which I've hated ever since. There has never been a tournament where there has been not a first, second, or a third seed that made the Final Four. Wow. This is historic. This really is. You know what I mean? You have and, a five versus a nine on one side and a four versus a five on the other. Yes, and I, I, the only mistake that I really made is when you think about it, we did call Connecticut. I had Connecticut going to the Final Four. Well, but you I, called it. Yeah, well, in any event, um, I'm looking at the other three teams and I'm saying, I really thought Texas should have been there, but they ran out of gas. I'm super glad that Gonzaga... Is oh, your out? buddies at West. Oh, I'm so glad they're out because, oh, did you hear the all the people that picked them? Like some big talking heads was picking Gonzaga. The theory was, oh, they when they were the super favorites, they never won, so they're going to sneak through the back door. Mm -hmm. No. I'm glad that Timmy guy isn't playing anymore that looks like dodgeball. I'm not a fan of his. <laughs> However, I would like to say that Florida Atlantic making the Final Four is absolutely stunning on so many levels. You know what I mean? Oh, not only because they're number nine team, but just also like, I'd like to know what the enrollment of that school is compared to some of the other powerhouses. Because that was a big thing when I uh, called volleyball for, or even basketball last year for Humber. Like when you look at the enrollments, because we would get the, like those numbers as well. And some of them yes. you've seen, you're like, oh shit. Like these guys, like, you know, just like a thousand students or like a few thousand compared to like Humber, which is like, 
A zillion. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to figure a school like UConn, I don't know what it is. I think there's 30,000 or something insane. Oh, probably. You know what I mean? And, and Florida Atlantic. But the part of the reason they're talking about this is the uh, it's all down to the portal. The, the um, mm-hmm. Everybody entering the portal and the NILs, which is technically pay for play. Oh, it is. You know what I mean? Play, yeah. Okay, so what has happened is that what Florida um, Atlantic has done, which is pretty cool, is they got some transfers from some Division two schools, et cetera, and they've all come in. And um, the same thing with um, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. They got a few transfers from the portal hole, which begs the question, is the tournament better without the Blue Bloods or is it better with the Blue Bloods? <laughs> I'm going... A lot of people say for ratings-wise, they would want the Kentuckys, the, the uh, Dukes, the uh, Carolinas, um, those type of schools, like to go farther because they say from a network point of view. But I say from a competition point of view, I'm, I'm apropos to the fact that, hey, if, if, the, if the number 16 gets to the Final Four, I think that would be kind of cool. I think so, too. I mean, like, especially from, like, a casual perspective. Like, I don't really care about, like, you know, I don't have a horse, you know, Kansas, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Duke. I know you're a Michigan guy, but, like, I, I'm I'm not – I don't really have a team. I used to say I was a Syracuse guy, but then I never really <laughs> stuck with them. Oh, so. They make it come back. See, because here's, here's one of the interesting things I'm going to find. Like, you know Rick Pitino. Yep. Okay, he, he – uh, since he's left the Louisville program, it has pretty well fallen off the – Oh, cliff. sure. Okay. Now, he's going to St. John's. Yes, he is. Yeah, and that's a huge New York school. When I was about your age, Mr. Milani, St. John's was a serious competitor. Oh, well, all those big East teams were. Yeah. It was a serious conference. Oh, back in the day, they damn right they were. One of the best 30 for 30s, by the way. Oh, yeah, definitely. When they talk about that, oh, yeah, big East was. And then all that, the moving, the football team. Football, yeah. Yeah, that's what really... Uh, restructured it but in any event when you think back on that uh, the Big East days now um, but with Patino going to St. John's and with the NILs going on and all the Wall Street money in New York I'm expecting St. John's to go to the final four because Patino's got a six-year contract I believe yeah it was long term yeah so I think that I am predicting before this contract is up um, that Patino will take a St. John's team to the final four Let's hope. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. and it, Plus, it's a New York City team. The The question is, um, when you're going through the transfer portal, like, I, I'm really shocked. There's a rumor that my boy Dickinson of Michigan, who's got one more year of eligibility, I heard that he's going to enter the portal, which I hope he doesn't because he's been solid for Michigan, even though this was not his, his better year. But I heard something that come up this week year, and I think it's going to be, uh, I agree with it, is that I think a lot of colleges are going to tell kids now, if you come, you got to stay for two years. I mean, maybe, but, like, how can they enforce that? Okay, so they're going to say sign on the dotted line, kid. Okay. That's what they're going to say. If you got to come in, and then if you don't make it, then we'll give you the rest of your scholarship. Because sometimes what has happened is when they banish guys, they don't get to finish their school, mm-hmm. which is unfair because a scholarship should be a scholarship should be a scholarship, correct? Yeah, I mean, like, there's obviously should be, you know, some ways that it could be voided, you know, whether it be, you know criminal activity okay, well, yeah. or like you know <laughs> exactly. I'm not like throwing anyone under the bus but I'm just saying you yes. know like <laughs> no I'm not I'm okay. just, just not but uh just for argument's sake you know criminal activity or you know something fucking like really heinous you know oh like, I-, I agree but I'm, I'm saying is that I kind of like the idea for two years because it's paid for play anyway let's just they call I it like that too I'm just I'm just saying like I I don't know we, we know the way the- these colleges are we're like so they're going to say, oh, sign here, but then, like, they're going to find some loophole and, you know. Okay, well, I heard something from uh, Jay Will, 
we all know who Jay Will is. He comes on first take. He's got a morning show in the States, and I'm starting to can't stand the guy. First of all, he went to Duke anyway, so screw him. But anyways, <laughs> this guy's always pro player. Oh, he never like he doesn't think of the fans too much. So he came up with the concept, which I thought was completely insane, as he said, okay, if we have a uh, two players, they sign for two years, then only schools should have a cap on what they can do with players. And I said, wait a second. This is college. This isn't pros. Yeah. How can you have a cap on kids and money that they're going to get? That doesn't make no sense. Do you? No, absolutely none at all. No. And, and so when he said that, I go... But yet he's talking about all the things for the kids, the value of a college education, sure. the experience of going to school. Because Jay Will did win a championship, but if he wasn't in the accident, I think he would have been a, a hell of a pro player. But that's not my point. I think the idea is to solidify the uh, conferences and the teams so you have that type. It'll be better competition. Mm -hmm. I actually believe it'll be better for the NBA. Because, let's face it, this is really a minor league or a farm system yeah, like development league development yeah. like, they, like you know the ohl we know what that's all about the whl we we let's get guys to the, to the to the show right exactly so and these kids that play in the nba if they can't play in college they're, they're going to the the european schools or they're going to the g leagues mm. so they're going to make money anyway so my point being is i think that the two-year thing is good because then a coach is going to know you know what i mean yeah. however there is another thing that I, I think that makes it interesting in college ball is, okay, um, Andrew, I recruit you. Okay, so you're coming to my school. You get to the school and you're there six months and then another school offers me a bag load of money and I leave town. Well, you came to the school because you wanted me to be your coach. Yeah. Where does that leave you now? Now, with the transfer portal, coaches have been taking their players with them. Yeah. Hence the reason, like, Kansas State made their big run because they had a new coach. They brought their players. I think it was... Um, uh, Furnham that beat the 16 Purdue they did this too which makes it interesting but I'm saying it's for the the, 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 uh, the solidify competition mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me you know what I'm saying yeah 100% I mean that makes a lot of sense yeah because there's too much um, and how does fans I mean you know what when it comes to college people are going to vote are going to cheer for their college anyway exactly you know what I mean yeah you're not in danger of like losing your fans okay so we got four teams left a big shout out to Florida Atlantic the San Diego State uh, are they the cool. Aztecs by anyway I believe so okay Kawhi's alma mater Kawhi's alma mater <laughs> yes and also one of Marshall Falks and uh, we have UConn in Miami which I think is a marquee game who do you think is going to win well, like the whole thing you're saying? Yeah. I, well, whoever comes out of that Connecticut-Miami uh, game, those have been the two most impressive teams left, I think. Not to take away from San Diego State or um, Florida Atlantic, but... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards that, too. I have a book where I said back in January I had all M's when I was preparing for the tournament. Okay, it doesn't look too good now, but I should have stuck with it in the fact that I had Marquette, Maryland, Miami, and Memphis. Okay. Those are the four teams that I thought were going to be big in the tournament well maryland uh puked it up on the way there never yeah. got to got it out memphis got upset in the first round and uh, marquette didn't make it very far oh and i had them to win it all on brackets so that that's kind of a drag but i'm going with uconn now because i did pick uconn to go to the final four and i want to know that my oldest son zachary lee cruz you should have listened to me because i said we should have taken <laughs> connecticut to win it all instead of purdue and oh. we'd be a lot richer right now. You know yeah, what no I'm kidding. saying? No kidding. So, but, event, um, so the odds for right now, San Diego State's favored by two and a half over Florida Atlantic, and then Connecticut's favored by five and a half. 
I think that's kind of large, but the reason being is Connecticut coming down the stretch has been unbelievable. And the dis- well, it's also the I think on the name of the program too, because Miami's never been this far. No, never. But they they've been solid all year. Well, and, and they've been kind of building to this too the last few years. Yeah, right? they've been to two elite eights. Yeah. And so they're on their way there. The thing about Connecticut is that they've actually manhandled team. They manhandled Arkansas, and they bitch-slapped Gonzaga. I'm telling you, I smoked a little extra watching that game. (laughs) I was so happy. As everyone knows here at the house, that happens. uh, um, I have a hater streak in me, and let me tell you, Gonzaga's front and center of that. I was so happy to see them go. But I'm saying that I'm predicting that UConn is going to they, they will win. I should have taken them all the way. I'm glad I had them in the Final Four. It makes it look like I know what I'm doing. But um, if anybody picked this Final Four, like anyone, tell me some person you know that picked Florida Atlantic to go to the Final Four. Oh, nobody. I nobody. know some people that talked about San Diego State because they yep. were another team coming, so I'm not surprised. But it's the Florida Atlantic team. That threw everyone's brackets just in the trash. Exactly. Yeah. But before we leave college basketball, we at the house that happens, we're calling Connecticut to win it all. But it would be remiss if we didn't shout out, and I'm going to forget her name. Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes upsetting the South Carolina Gamecocks, who were undefeated and looked like a powerhouse going straight to the championship. I heard the ratings for the game. I'd like to see the ratings for the game last night because I heard that uh, it was higher than usual. Well, I mean, Caitlin Clark's like kind of building like a like her own kind of following there, right? If, Huge. If I was out last night, but if I if I was home, I probably would have been watching the game. In all honesty, me too. I was at work and I I meant to PVR it. I actually had a couple of buddies of mine that said to me, "Are you going to watch the game tonight?" But it was a great game. Um, kudos to her for. Um, Taking them to the championship, I do believe they're playing uh, LSU. LSU, in the final. yeah, and which but should be interesting. Her, her stat line: incredible, forty-one points, six rebounds, eight assists, one steal, uh, fifteen of thirty-one from the field. Good uh, shooting, yeah, yeah. And that's her second forty-point game in a row. Unbelievable. Congratulations to Iowa. We will take notice of the championship, women's championship game, and we will make. We will not make light of it. We will uh, enhance that. For people like your girlfriend, my wife, and everybody else who says we don't pay enough attention to female sports. Uh, well, my girlfriend's not really saying that. Maybe maybe your wife is. Well, but. yeah, I know a few girls that always say that, but it always boils down to another story about money and stuff like that. I just think that we should be wow. happy for the competition that was that good. Here's my here's my comeback for people so that say we don't pay attention to that. Are, are you paying attention to that? There Are you, you watching the women's sports? There you go. Good, good answer. Very, very, very good. Because we talked about this. We had our, our, our own podcast about this. Yes. If you look at WNBA games, it's like 90, 95% men in the crowd. Exactly. So the girls should be going out to support it. It's the same thing on the LPGA tour. Yep. When you look in the crowd at who's, who's following the golfers, it's mostly men. You know what I mean? For so, sure. So, girls, get up, stand up, support your sports, and we'll have more time to talk about it because you'll bring it to our attention. Agreed? Agreed. Speaking of attention and something that gets more attention than it should, how's your Toronto Maple Leafs doing there, Mr. Milani? Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> how have a lot of teams looked. Let's put it that way. You shouldn't be giggling like that. You shouldn't be giggling. This is Toronto uh, Maple Leafs. I know, but like, it's a, it's a weird time, though. Like, What's weird about it? The whole city's nervous? That's what's weird I'm about it. I'm not nervous. You're not nervous? Leafs in five against oh, Tampa in the first round. You know what? We, we've, we've heard that, everybody. We're going to hold the tape. Mr. Milani is calling for the Leafs in five in the first round, even if whoever they play, which Tampa, I think is it's great. Tampa, it's going to be Tampa. Agreed. I, I'm, I'm liking your moxie. I'm not saying 
that yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm just saying that um, the Leafs better tighten up because I'm going to go back to my original argument, and I'm saying the problem with the Leafs right now is their defensive pairings, and they better figure out no. who's. Oh, just which, the last pair, game. Which pairing? Do now you know? that they played the last game and they've had the same guys, you think yeah. they should go with the seven still? Depends. I wouldn't start that way. No. But like maybe like later in the series, it's something you kind of like pull out of your back pocket, you know? That's Depending the, on how the series goes. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? So which, yeah. the, okay, when they start, when they start um, the first game of the playoffs, which is going to be, what is it? Two weeks from tomorrow, Monday. Mm -hmm. I think it is. Two weeks from Monday. Who, would, who, who are you? Who's going to be the, the uh, defenseman in the press box? Lilligren. Oh, no. no you're he killing me. He's been playing his way out of the lineup. You know what? You talked about this. Yes, okay, so I'm gonna I'm sticking up for Lilligren. I hate this. I got out of my friends telling me you defend the Leafs so much. Okay, but here's the deal. I'm going back to this. I'm gonna say it again. I want the tape. Somebody in Hockey Night in Canada sent me a highlight film. The best defensive pairing of the Toronto Maple Leafs back in January That's was not Lilligren true at all. and Sand. Who is better? They're, they're, Who the, is better? The, the, the Giordano pairing. Because Lilligren and Sand. Who was with Giordano playing with then? Probably Justin Hall at that time. Yeah, but you're I, not even a Hall guy. You know what, though? I, I was talking so about this last night. Yeah, hold on, hold guy. on, hold yeah. on, though. Hold on, though. Justin Hall. I got to give him credit. He's actually been playing really well, especially since the trade deadline. I agree. You know what? I think that he's shined a little bit more than Lilligren, but I think what has happened is the coach has taken away his confidence. Lilligren? Yeah. I but you know what? Though, he's been doing that with everybody, and, like, he's the only guy that's, you know, that's playing that way. So. But you got to look back then. He was a plus whatever. His plus is minus is gone. Plus minus is still incredible, though. Uh, agreed, but I mean, you think back of that when you when, when even when they were out there at the end of the game, it was Sandine and Lilligren out there, and then it was Giordano. No, they're playing sheltered. They're playing sheltered minutes, though. You think so? Yeah, they Riley were. He wasn't even playing then. I know, but they were never up against other teams' best players. So who was Giordano? Giordano. Was that all the time? Yeah, he was. He was the top pairing guy. Uh, most the of the time. Minutes. I mean, yeah, and, and you know what? I still say he's playing great hockey. Like oh, at I, his I, age, I, I, I can't. I think Toronto got a steal on him. The money they're paying, but that's just safe. that's love of the game now. Yeah, and love of the team. It's something that he's wanted since he's a kid. So let me ask you then: Who would you scratch? Isaac guy from Washington. Uh, you know, he would be a scratch too. Yeah, what? Because uh, because my pairs would be. I, I think like the that's McCabe and Brody. That's that's your that's your top shutdown pair right now. Okay, that's what I agree. Then you play uh, Jordano Hall. That's been a solid pair. Yeah. And then Riley Shen. Oh. Yeah. Who am I missing then? I, I think it should be Riley and, and Riley and Shen. I think Shen's going to be a little slow. I think he's going to be in the press box more. I think Lilligren. I thought Lilligren. Didn't you think he, he he earned his spot? He okay, but who do you play him with? That's the question because his boy has gone to Washington. Because that was his number one guy. Remember all that time they wrote. Well, he's the, even looked good. He's looked good with Giordano too. But I mean, I, I wouldn't break up the Giordano Hall pair. No, right not now. now. And I'm interesting that you're bringing up Hall because I remember about six weeks ago you were ready to banish him to freaking the Miters or something. You know what though? Like all these he trades, it it, it's lit a fire under his ass. Like I give him credit, and he's played really well. Oh no, he's played much better, and I have noticed that. I did text you the other night saying start Hall because yeah. he did he he did look that well. I'm just saying that. What's going to happen now is I would go with the traditional four lines, six defensemen. I would play this. I would play the hell out of it from the. What, you got six games left? Uh, seven, I seven, believe. Seven, I believe. And play it down because you have to be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, and like the, the forward lines are finally like stabilizing to where it looks yep. like it's going to be uh, Matthews, Marner, Yarncroak is your top line. Yep. Tavares, Nylander, Kerfoot. And that's looking like the third line is going to be O'Reilly once he's back with Bunting and Lafferty. 
And that's a solid line. Yeah, no kidding. And that's a solid, no solid line. Like, like you know. You then on line four, it's going to be Kemp, uh, Achari with yeah. uh, Ashton Reese, I guess. Yeah, I think Char- Achari's going to get a little bit more time because he, he's been killing some penalties, I noticed lately. Oh, that's why they got him. Yeah, he's been a bit of a penalty killer, so he's going to be out there. And I, I don't think that they'll get, he'll get more than uh, uh, 12 or 14 minutes a night. But no, I, That's fine. I'm, I'm uh, going to throw something out there. When are we going to see Austin Matthews on the penalty kill? Uh, I think they try to get next season. That's um, I think it's too late in the season now to introduce that. I think we're they're gonna experiment with that more in training camp. That's something he introduced there. I think that because w- it's gonna be him and Mariner would be the penalty killing duo. Kind of like how it was like Bergeron and Marchand. Yes, like, uh, yeah. The first guys over the boards in Boston. I yeah, agree. Yeah, because that because I mean, um, first of all, I thought it was super cool the other night because I'm always watching the basketball games and who is sitting courtside. Austin Matthews and his dad. They're going to bring up the bozos from Overdrive. Oh, no, we'll do that later because, <laughs> I mean, um, Hayes was posing for his uh, um, Backstreet Boys auditioning. And Noodles just looked super awkward. Oh, like he is for a guy that spent that much time on TV. I, and a guy I, I know, in front of the camera. And now he looks like a little bitch. Come on. And not that we're weird. big fans of, of Overdrive anyway. If we're going to give them any credit at all, it was a reaction from Jeff O'Neill that I got about it all that I would find humorous. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? I, it's about He's saving the show. But in any event, we all love our dads. And, you know, in any time, I just want to shout out to the dad thing, God bless my dad and whatever it is. The fact that um, you got to figure a guy like, how much time did Austin Matthews' dad take him to games, pay the money, Give him all the opportunity to get to the NHL, mm-hmm. and then he's sitting courtside with his dad for a game. I think that's just that's so cool. I think it's ultra, ultra cool. I like the fact that he had a bucket hat on because <laughs> he probably told his dad, "I can't go to freaking Starbucks without someone going, hey Matthews, hey Matthews.' I wonder what what, what kind of shoutouts he gets on the street." Uh yeah. I mean, it's. I would think it would be overwhelmingly positive. I think so, too. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that. And I think Tavares is, too. But I hear because yeah. Tavares is very popular out in Oakville, of course, because that's where he grew up. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to shout out one more thing before we got to take a look at what's going on in this playoff situation. But uh, I just want to take one more thing to say is that uh, back in January, and people that know me are starting to question my sensibilities because I'm spending too much time defending the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> But if you go back to January, late January, and I was calling Austin Matthews playing some of the best hockey of his career, and I was also saying that people should chill out on the amount of goals that he's going to score, that he's just going to be fine. He's going to get 40. Yep. It's looking that way. Sorry to uh, Zach's friend who placed that wager in the beginning of the season. but uh, What was wager is that? That uh, Matthews would score under 40 this year. Oh, he was nuts. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be close, though. He's got it, seven he might, games he might to get three. To, it might, he might finish at 39, to be fair. No, no, he's too hot right now. He should have got the overtime goal against Florida the other night. How did you guys – that's what you got to worry about. People are telling me that's a bit of a, a weird goal. Because yeah. Samsonov gave up one in the first minute, and then he doesn't give one up until it's like the penalty, yeah. and it's really a two-man advantage, and it was kind of a fluky goal. But I don't. You make your own flukes, you make your own luck. And too many times, bro, the Maple Leafs have found to do weird stuff in the last ten minutes of it's, the third period. They better clean that, that up. It's that time of year, though. Where's like, if, have you watched Boston? Oh, they don't. They don't care. They look like they're 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 skating to the. I don't know. It's kind of like in baseball. They say like, don't believe what you see in September. Well, I don't believe what I see the last month in hockey. You know, There's a lot of resting going on. Agree, but your bad habits are bad habits. 
Sure. Okay. So, like a couple of times, and I'm not gonna, th- I'm not gonna throw Mariner under the bus because I think he's too good of a player. But that that dipsy doodle pass up the middle that we've seen three or four times in the last month, he better not do that during the playoffs. No, he better not. That that's cost like on three incidences, it costs goals. Or if you do that in the playoffs, you better be up like five nothing or something. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then again, I've also heard like, did you see Nylander try to do that freaking? Um, he had a chance. Nylander had a chance to put the puck off the boards and get it down the ice, and he tried to do that, like, lob pass to whatever. Oh, and yeah. And the guy grabbed it and they went by, right back in and got a scoring chance. So I'm just saying it's you – a lot of great coaches say you play like you practice. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying I think that the Leafs should tighten up a bit. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. A uh, bit. I mean, of course, like these, especially these last, like, few games coming up. Uh, and in your, you you made a good point last week, and I've been keeping my eye on them. Tampa Bay has been no freaking giant killers themselves. Oh, I have a hot take about them. Really? I think they're done. I don't think they win another playoff series with this group. Wow. Is that what you believe? You, or you think I, think they shot the themselves, I think they shot themselves in the foot big time. They had their own, like, Chicago slash L.A. moment. Yeah. Because it's kind of been a combination of the two where it's like, guys have been up for contracts. They gave them all the bag. Yep. Like, ne- especially next year, Sorelli, Sergachev, and uh, Sarnak, their extensions all kick in. They're gonna, they're all getting that big bump. Yep. Like, and the, and you add on to that, like all the amount of players, especially this last off season that they had to kick to the curb, right? Like McDonough, Palat. Oh, I know that McDonough's hurting him now, not having him on the team. I, I agree with that. Palat too. He was, he was yeah, big he was, last year, especially solid. in the playoffs. So it gets back to our original take that we did a couple of months ago that perhaps maybe the NHL should learn to have a softer cap, perhaps NBA yeah. style. That and- might might help things out because i think it's a sin that you take years a few years to build a team and then when you get there well i mean there's a the nhlpa just hired a new uh president so i mean yeah, the, I they, heard could, they could push uh if, if they really wanted to they could push for like either like a soft cap system or like a luxury tax kind of thing i think the soft cap like something like the nba is probably the most realistic though i agree too and, and, and i think you can really make that work like nba teams get really creative with that of course they do so why not get creative there because then you know what you, you can hold players and like i'm thinking in respect to the fans okay in respect oh, to the course. fans that's what i'm saying because we at the house that happens are a fan first entity we don't ever forget that that's why i see so many times on tv people aren't they don't talk fan friendly they talk money contract uh business yeah. which well, is all part of it sure but like what gets the fans really going what gets people watching dynasties yes exactly what gets people excited dynasties exactly so is this the end of the tampa bay dynasty but you got to realize yeah. they had a nice run this is about a five-year run ever since they Longer. lost in the first round because they, well, they 2015 they made that run to the uh finals against chicago that was really the start of oh it. yeah that's right so that's like a good eight-year run isn't it yeah god bless tampa they made Bay. the conference finals a number of times in that stretch yeah they too. did too they only and then that one year they lost the first round and then they came back and won the cup yeah that 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 was a wake-up call so what we're gonna see we got mr milani calling for the leafs to win in five in the first round i'm not gonna say nothing because i'm gonna sit on the fence because my team and we do keep tabs on the habs so i'm just gonna say one thing about them guys thanks for being competitive we're not we're not like i don't know like these next three games i'm or five games i'm not counting on anything but the fact that uh we we're not getting blown out no. Like, you know, you look at the Arizonas and the Columbuses. They don't even look like they're, well, they're showing up. They're like a, a tier lower. Like, was it the um, Columbus, Anaheim, San Jose? 
Arizona, I think, are yep. the bottom four teams. Those teams are like kind of in their own category of bad this season. You know, or Chicago, not uh, uh, Arizona. Excuse yes, me. Yes, yes. Arizona has been surprisingly like competitive in the last month. It looks. Yeah, like, I think I don't. I don't want to say good or anything. Like decent. Is kind would of you? The word would I'm you be towards. able to call it like maybe some people are playing for their jobs? Of course. Uh, yeah. That's why I'm saying with the, like uh, just these games down the stretch. Like there's so many more variables now where it's like. The bad teams, like everyone's just playing for jobs, yep. and they, like these are you know quote unquote like their playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. This is like they're not going to be playing for anything else. If you're lucky, you might get a call to play for, in Europe for the Worlds, but that's really it. Or, or do you think that they're all in there on the uh, on uh, the kid coming up? Bedard, the Bedard Bowl. Is oh, I mean those top four, or those bottom four teams, or I guess they're top four in the Bedard Bowl standings. You could say yes. They're they're all like. I, I, if I was a fan of those teams, I wouldn't want them to win anymore. I want the best odds at Bedard at this point. Okay, like so I have a friend who's a Red Wings fan. He's a little pissed that they he's like they kind of start to build it up too early. Yeah, and I think the Red Wings are going to be more reckoned with next year. I well, like they're going to get a good player out of this draft. That's the positive, though. Yeah. And I love That's Dylan. Be a good draft. I love Dylan Larkin. I'm glad they didn't trade him. Yeah, because uh, I, 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 I didn't think they trader. would. That he was did, heavy on the trade rumors. Yeah. I remembered. I thought, why would they trade that guy? Because he's a good two A guy. He's you're a captain need. too. Oh yeah, I'm the captain. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really go there. My take on the matter is this, and I want to, I want everyone to know that Mr. Milani has said this. He believes no matter what happens, the Chicago Blackhawks will not get Bedard. Are you holding that to it? Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, what are you saying? Is there going to be like a cold envelope, or is there like Jesus oh, they is can, going they to be can, ho- um, uh, homies with the homos? They or can, what? They can fudge the numbers a little bit. Like uh, the one that kills me is when um, when the the Leafs won the lot- lottery to get Matthews. They showed the clip of you know the balls coming up. So it's like Batman. They have uh, I forgot the um, the firm that they use to to do Price the, Waterhouse, isn't it? I believe so. I think it's probably so. So, it's, quote me, so the numbers come up, and then like a bunch of guys are flipping through papers, and they're just like Toronto. That's the easiest thing to fake in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like it just looks so suspicious. Listen, anytime I'm, I'm going to just get off sports for 90 seconds here. It's like that in everything, bro. Remember once in a while on Saturday night, maybe you're too young to remember, when it was lottery time, everybody ran to the TV to watch the the, the balls going around, the little air thing, yeah. waiting for the numbers to come out? Please. Why do you think they took that off the air? Oh, yeah. Because it just smelled. It smelled bad. Not, not including the fact that people that work for OLG – win more money than people that don't which is just unbelievable when you hear about that but that's getting way off subject the bottom line is um i think it's interesting that you say chicago is not going to get it due to we don't even have to bring up the reasons why because we'd be here for 10 minutes Bad for business let's just say okay bad for business one last thing i want to say about tampa though uh i don't subscribe to the athletic i just kind of get their headlines (laughs) tampa bay was ranked 31 out of 32 in terms of the best farm system like the best prospects Oh, so another thing, and don't forget this year's draft—a very strong draft. Well, they have like nothing. two, two sixes and a seven. Oh, it's not going to do nothing for them. And you know that's what I say about the salary cap too. Maybe they'll, they'll make some trades. I don't know. We'll see when they so get. They got them. nothing to trade though. That's the problem. That's, well, that's, and if that's they the take problem. Their Adam, that's true. That's true. They got no prospects. They got no picks. They like they're like I was saying the towns on. The big team too is kind of like winding down. They have, they got one good prospect in the minors, but he's small. So like. So what are you know. we what are we saying then? It's back to a premise we had when we had a guest on a few weeks ago. Is it better to get the rings and then be terrible for ten years? Depends on the market. Here in Toronto, definitely not. 
Yeah, I, I want to be competitive every year. Like even Tampa, Tampa, like I mean, like hey, like it's obviously good for business that they won all these cups, but like, how's it going to be when the team's not doing so well? Well, they better. They should be glad that there's snowbirds down there still going to their games, no matter what's going to happen. Yeah, but I've seen what the games look like in uh, in Florida and Tampa when uh, the teams don't look so good. Oh, we have all seen that. It's not good for the product. You know what no. I'm saying? But we, we we should we got to go to the west out here because yeah, I got to get into that quickly here. Yes, the reason being is because I did not expect to get down with less than ten games playing. If you go back to January and talk what we were talking about going out west, first of all. Calgary has just been a disaster. I mean, they've started to pick it up as of late, though. They're uh, not going to make it. They're just not. Hold on, though. So they're in a they're in a big fight here with Winnipeg and Nashville. Okay. Those three teams all play each other down the stretch. Agreed. Calgary has the easiest schedule of those three teams by far, too. Okay, okay. But, okay, let's look at it this much, though. Cal- so Calgary, down the stretch, they got versus Anaheim, versus Chicago, at Winnipeg, at Vancouver, versus Nashville. Ooh. Meanwhile, you look at Winnipeg. Nashville's got the hardest, I think, by far. But even Winnipeg, though, versus the Devils, versus the Flames, versus the Predators, versus the Sharks. But then you finish at Minnesota, at Colorado. Hmm. Nashville, like I was alluding to before, they have the toughest by far. So they got versus... So you're saying... They got more games left. So they got versus St. Louis, at Dallas, versus Vegas, versus Carolina... At Winnipeg, at Calgary versus Minnesota versus Colorado, so that's the hardest one. But Calgary, I mean, six the, games left, but like the doors open. They they have to do it. But that means that's going to be. Oh, prob- they, they finish off versus the Sharks too. Missed that for Calgary. So that what you're saying then is that um, I don't know. I'm really thinking that Winnipeg. I remember back in January, I thought that they were going to be a solid team. I thought they had a chance to win the division. Me too, and I don't know what happened there. Like, I, well, I, we, I think we know what happens or what happened. That that core is a little rotten. Okay, that's okay. I'm not saying like that. they got the I, low I, bump from the new coach, but yeah. I mean he can he can only do so much. You know, rotten apples or rotten apples or rotten apple. I got you, and I and I you did mention something at the beginning when you talked about the fact that Winnipeg didn't do enough to enhance what they already had. I just think my theory is that like they kind of just got that same core in there with the new coach kind of like what do we have like what kind of like one last evaluation because like especially last year it was really tough to evaluate with like a last minute replacement coach like yeah. Paul Maurice was basically like well I, even like I heard people saying too like now that's starting to look a little suspicious that he goes from like I don't want to coach anymore to be like hey Florida yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well there's a lot of reasons why you want to coach in Florida there's a lot of reasons, but we, we, we I, I don't want to regress there. I just want to say this. I, I really hope that, you know what? We're Canadian. And yeah. I always, I always like, in the back of my mind, like, I'm, I'm not saying I have any great love for these teams individually, but when it comes to the playoffs and as a nation, how we um, um, are so enthralled with the game of hockey, I'd like to see across the country everybody have a chance in the spring to have their teams up there. Makes it a little more interesting. I, I don't give a shit about Nashville or Columbus or uh, Carolina. I will be. I will, I will say though, Nashville, like just seeing that crowd, that like. Oh yeah. I want to go to a Nashville game. Really oh yeah. That, that, that's the whole. The whole thing about this is uh, is that the um, the Nashville Memphis and I hear the Memphis basketball team. There must be something in the water. You know, that Mississippi River running through Memphis because the Memphis crowds are just as crazy oh, as sure. the Nashville crowds. So that's got to be saying something about the area, maybe? Uh, sure. And I mean, it's, uh, I don't know, I guess like Tennessee, you know, it's like not usually thought of as like a sports no. hotbed, but like they really come to 
Uh, to, I think they're, they, they've teams. been a, they they they're always a bit of a college sure entity. Sure. You know what I mean? Because you got the Tennessee Volunteers, you got Memphis. Like these teams are well respected mm-hmm. on 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 a national basis on basketball and football. So I guess they've got a they got got some pedigree. But in, in terms of like a professional, like okay, like obviously the Tennessee Titans, it's an NFL team. You're going to yeah. draw no matter what. Yeah. But like I don't know. I I, I just think it's kind of cool where like this non traditional market. Like all of a sudden they have like this. Love affair with their hockey team. You oh yeah, know? yeah. I think Seattle's going to go there down the road. Oh, I mean, I think they already have like Seattle's a sport. That's a little different because like they're fucking sports crazy there. Yeah, it's too bad they don't have a basketball team. But it'll I happen it's gonna, soon. I, I hope so too. In any event, what are you going to say for the for the? Uh, do you think that Colorado has any chance of uh, overtaking Minnesota? I mean, never say never. I mean, they got the game in hand, mm-hmm. um, but they do not play Minnesota down the stretch. But I see a lot of games against <laughs> against the California teams here. Yep. So at San Jose, at San Jose, at El- it's a road trip, mind you. But oh, they're traveling really far. Come on. No, I'm no. But my point <laughs> is just like it's, you know, road games. It's you know, obviously sure, you're not sleeping yeah. in your own bed. Whatever they say, I think it's flight and come back. Are they gonna Are they gonna go four and zero? They're probably not. No, I'm I'm gonna say. The, the the big question for me before we disappear. Oh, Minnesota actually doesn't have a, that difficult of a schedule. No, actually. I think Minnesota's going to skate home. I want to bring them up because I've liked Minnesota all year, and now that they're sitting where they are, I think they're going to take it home, which is going to be good for them because I think they're one of the teams that we're going to be. You on know what though, Dallas. Alert. Dallas uh, is hanging around there too, and their schedule think- down and their schedule down the stretch is uh, they got Nashville, Philly in there, Detroit, two games against St. Louis. They got Colorado and Vegas in there as well, but I mean. At this point in games. time, because Dallas had some issues at the beginning of the year with their lineup, I guess who they were. But that's when they were play. winning. What's that? That's when they were winning more in the beginning of the season. I still think they may be the most balanced team in the West. Yeah, they could be the most balanced team when you look at it. I mean, like, uh, they're, they're more than LA. Minus. Oh, LA. That that's the two teams that I'm glad everybody, everybody that when they seen the promo, I'm glad you all loved my LA. Kings old school LA Kings jersey. The two teams that I'm liking out west, and I hope that they they get in a position where they play later in the playoffs because they've fallen off a bit here. Is I hope that and they might have to play in the first round, which is a drag. That's going to be Edmonton and LA. I uh, I think they will play each other. So in the that first means round. two of the teams that I thought were going to take a run in the playoffs, one of them is going to be eliminated right away. Yeah. Well, Edmonton's too inconsistent though. This is going to be Connor McDavid. That's what I wanted to bring. Before we end this hockey segment, what's what's going to be expected out of Connor McDavid after having like a historic scoring season? Is he Personally or the from team? a team level? <laughs> from a team level. you got to drag your oh, team man. along, right? Again, though, it's like <laughs> I think that's super unfair given what he's <laughs> given his goaltending. Okay, so that's what it's going to boil down to. You see Campbell the other night, they won 6-5. Oh, he looked terrible. Or it was a 5-4. He looked terrible. He let in a couple of beach balls. And I will agree with you this. We all know in the NHL, if you don't have goaltending in the playoffs, you're going golfing. Yeah. That's just simple I, as it I, is. I mean, Skinner's pulled his numbers out of the toilet. I mean, he's, he's got 9-11 save percentage now. So what? Uh, Not great. I mean, yeah. his, his goals against is almost three. Yeah. That's the problem. And that's but, on the defense. Okay, but you know what, again, though, is like I see that the, the, the uh, save percentage is an interesting stat along with the plus minus in this respect. When you're a goalie in Edmonton, you face a lot of shots. Oh, yeah. You oh, face yeah. a lot of shots. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think uh, what's really helped them, and I think Toronto should look at that now, is um, I'm having a complete blank. Who's the defenseman that they took from Nashville? 
Edmonton? Ekholm. Oh, yeah, Ekholm. This guy has really, he's like balanced that team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you see them play now. Like, he picks up a lot of garbage that's going oh, on yeah. their end. Like, he's a, like he's better than I thought. Because I guess maybe I wasn't watching Nashville enough. Oh, no. Like, I think people around the league knew he was really good, though. But now that I see him more, like, I guess, I, I mean, I knew he was a solid player. But now that I've seen him a lot more since the trade deadline, I'm going, whoa. Well, even uh, back when Nashville made the finals in 2017, he was the oh, top yeah, four yeah, guy I, there. He was the second pair guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, I, I, like now when you see it, it's like everything else. You see somebody, somebody more and more, you realize you either see their flaws. Yeah. Or you see their advantages. And when I see this guy, I think that, hey, he might be the reason. He, he holds down the back end. Um, you got Nurse that's trying to hit and fight everybody. And, um, and and they've got six good forwards. You know what I mean? And if they run those horses in the playoffs, I think that they got a chance. Like, who's going to win? We, okay, we're going to... I'm trying to think, do they... Okay, their top six, who would it be? So McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, uh, Kane... Reg uh, Nugent, Nugent Hopkins, Hopkins, and we're missing somebody else. I think their number six is a problem because, like, Yamamoto is like. Oh no, no, I'm not counting him. I should. I wish we had their lineup right here, right now. They got some good, like, other guys, but like, I think their top six is still a little lacking. I, I'm, I'm saying, okay. Um, by the way, next weekend is the. Uh, I'll let you know now. We'll just throw this in there. Next weekend is an Easter weekend. I doubt if we're gonna have a show on Saturday because there's too much going on. Yeah, I think I might just do like a little like kind of like the house that happens update thing. Over yeah, okay, that be. But so we're we're gonna be the next time we do our huge. I mean, we do our regular show. We'll be our play playoff preview. The week after, my uh, my brother Stephen, he'll be on the show with us. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to have two people that when you slap them, leaves come out. <laughs> they just come out. Bleed blue. Bleed blue uh, tr tremendously. So we will be having our playoff preview in two years. I mean, two in two years. weeks. In two weeks. <laughs> I'm still saying that I, I, I've been liking L.A., but I'm a little nervous now that they haven't stayed where they are. And uh, they're going to have to play Edmonton in the first round. It's kind of like when you're looking at that... Um, that Toronto-Tampa Bay thing, um, which is going to be, which could um, mean a good team is going to be gone is what I'm saying is that the same thing that's happening in the East is uh, I really think, I hope that Jersey overtakes Carolina so that Carolina has to play New York in the first round. It's, it's That's gonna, what I'm hoping. That's going to come down to like game 82, that one. I think so too. And what's their schedule look like? They play each other, don't they? So Carolina's schedule is... At Montreal versus the Islanders versus Ottawa at Nashville at Buffalo at Ottawa versus Detroit. That's a favorable Florida. schedule. But they don't play each other. So that's the thing. Uh, New Jersey doesn't play Carolina. But Jersey, though, at Chicago at Winnipeg versus Pittsburgh versus Columbus at Boston versus Buffalo at Washington. Interesting. So one last one last shout out. Are we going to get Pittsburgh into the playoffs? So we will not. We will have an Ovechkin. So. Crosby in the playoffs. I was looking at that. I was too. Florida has a more favorable schedule. They're like right behind them. And I'm saying Toronto did them a huge favor puking it up the other night. <laughs> you know, because they went from having no points to getting one and then getting Get two. two. That was like, that's a steal. That That's like an omen, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big uh like That's big a huge two say. points yeah. for Florida because it didn't look like they were going to have anything. You know what I mean? But we'll be – next time you hear Pittsburgh's us Pittsburgh's got some tough games down the stretch. Boston, New Jersey, and Minnesota, they play them in their final seven. Oh, really? Yeah. Meanwhile, Florida, they got – they got they finish against Toronto and Carolina. That's it. That's interesting. Their other, their other games are, like, against very beatable teams. Hmm. 
Well, we'll be knowing in two weeks while making our prediction. I'm looking forward to meeting and chatting with your brother. So everybody make sure we'll, we'll remind you in the next. We're not going anywhere. You'll find us somewhere talking about things. But thinking of omens, the Major League Baseball season is underway. It is. Opening day was uh, Thursday. Yes. Uh, Manoa got lit up. You know what I think? You know, I, I hate to say he got lit up, but I think he just uh, he overpitched. Yeah. He overpitched. Like, you could see he was just like he was forcing the ball. He did pitch four innings, though. Well, three and a third. Three, was it three and a third? I thought yeah. he put four. But the problem was, is it, did you see how high his pitch count was? That's, uh, what was, that's where they see. yanked, which is good. You don't want to throw him 120 pitches the first time out. But he had he was, he was already at 85. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. He had he was, His pitch count was rather high. Um I thought the whole game was just, uh, especially St. Louis, being one of the biggest baseball historically markets in in the in North America yep. of, all, of all time. They are a huge market. Um, I They're always like selling out opening day. And, everything. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool that Adam Wainwright came out and sang the national anthem. Yeah. That was so cool. Like, and nobody wow. knew. Nobody knew. Yeah. He just walked up to it. He sounded like a country singer, which is cool. But the That's fact fine. that he just walked up to the mic and after all these years playing in St. Louis, like someone must have known he was a singer. Someone, you would think. But, I mean, you see the, the look on the players' faces. So, obviously, the players didn't even know <laughs> because they were all going, holy cow. But oh, That's awesome. But, uh, th- yeah, I thought it was totally awesome. I'm glad that the Jays pulled it out. I can't believe Springer and Bichette both went five for six or four for five. Yeah, was Springer insane. was five for six and Bichette was four for six. Yeah, they were swinging like crazy out there. But I'm going to tell you right now, what I'm already saying is I want Espinal in the lineup. Oh, yeah. I want him in there really quickly. I'm not agreeing with the batting order already. Okay, but it's only one game, so let's it's, go to see. It's pretty close to what I had, so I'm not I'm, upset. I'm, not, I'm saying it's very close to what you had. If you remember, I wasn't exactly agreeing with your lineup. Yeah. But Versho in the in the uh, in the cleanup spot is I'm going. What they really believe this guy's going to his power is going to translate to the dome? Is that what they're saying? Pretty much. It have to be because why else? This guy's never hit cleanup in his life. Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? And now all of a sudden you're in a team, and, and we are, if you watch around, if you watch MLB Network, if you look at all the all, all the pundits, Toronto's a sexy team this year. Well, like, for I want to get back to Varsho. I think you got to play him in either the four or five hole in the batting order because you want to divide those left-handed bats they got now, right? Uh, okay. So we can agree Kiermaier's your number nine. Okay. So, like, so then, then whatever, you double, you know, you have a spot in between, then you put, like, belt seven, then a spot in between Varsho five. That's the way you got to play it. I think. Okay, well, what happens when we got Espinal in at second base and we got Merrifield on the bench? Okay, what about that? Okay, so then what are we going to do with Kevin, Kevin Biggio? Where would he hit in the lineup when he starts? Well, he's obviously like 8-9. <laughs> well, I think that he's going to have a bigger year this year. He looks like he's playing already the first game. He, he looked like, I mean, he didn't do anything really. But the fact that Biggio? they... Yeah. Well, he's playing for a roster spot. This is his last chance and he knows it. Oh, exactly. But he got into the game. He was the first guy, the first pinch hitter and everything. Yeah. So they, they called him out there. So well, that makes sense. He would be my... Well, in that situation, at least he'd be my first uh, pinch hitter too. So I'm saying that the depth of the Toronto Blue Jays could take them a, like a long way this year when you look at their bench lineup. But I'm yeah. not happy with what they are presenting. To, oh, it's only one game, yeah. so let's let's not go there. But what I'm saying is their lineup, like they're one to nine, how they're going to hit every day, and what they're going to do defensively. Okay, obviously this team's going to be a better defensively than they were before. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to mention as well: the outfield defense. Already, it's like, oh my God, hallelujah. Oh, no, no kidding. No kidding. This is amazing. No, no. And I I think that's going to be great. Obviously, it'll it'll be the pitching staff 
Yeah. Is, is oh, going they're going to be the main beneficiaries of 100%, this. 100%, though. But then, like, Bichette? Oh. Oh, my. There's that uh, one play, like, he should have thrown home, uh, and then, like, but then Vladdy made the throw home, basically. Uh, what, what about his first ground ball of the year? He threw it over Vladdy's head. Oh, there we go. Okay, so I'm very there. We go. Right, very first play of the year. Now he he made up for it with the hitting, the running, and he and he played solid. He turned a double. He did all that. Um, I guess we at the house that are ha- happens have got to admit, Bichette, can you be a second baseman? Oh man, the thing that worries me about him is like, I, I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. By the time the Jays hopefully are winning World Series with these teams, I think Bichette's gonna be out the door. Really? You cannot have him at shortstop. Winning winning ball clubs do not have really? a, do not have a shortstop that's like puking up balls like that. Okay, so here's the deal then. Don't you want to stick? Don't can't we move him over to second base or is there going to be an ego Does thing? he want to move to second base? No, buddy. Look at we're going to give you your your the best and worst of Bo Bichette at second base with the nice hair. I mean, sure it's a nice hair. This guy to me, if he has to go into the hole, doesn't have the arm strength. He does. He not, definitely doesn't. Okay, you know, and that's not saying nothing because he's got all the other tools. He's got great speed. Yep. He'd be great at second base. Of course. Uh, so I'm saying so, like, and I'm saying Espinal should be our shortstop. He's our best infielder. Well, so you, you heard my uh, ideal uh, lineup okay, last week. Exactly. So what we're we gonna do at Merrifield? I say if Merrifield doesn't hit, he's the first guy that goes to the bench. I'm not yeah. liking this experiment with him suddenly. Like, I don't remember him being any big second baseman at Kansas City. He was always in the outfield. No, it's all because uh, – yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, like, it's all because, I don't know, they're putting him in there, what, because he, like, led the league in, heat, in hits a couple years back? That was then. This is now. I know. That's what – I know. I'm just going there. That's their logic. Do I agree with that? 100% no. No, no, not here at the house. I'm saying this. I, I'm thinking he's going to be the first guy – that okay, let's we'll talk about this in the twenty games. Let's have the season. We'll we'll break the season down in twenty game inc- increments. Yeah. Okay, or twenty five games, whatever. Yeah. That's usually what but, they're going to do. Anyway. For me, it's like him and Bijo. Those are like your uh, pinch hitters. You got lefty and a righty coming off. The there bench. you go. That's my ideal situation. And like you know, the the Merrifield you can have him like in the outfield or playing like second base on, you know, someone's rest day. Yes, right? exactly. And and, and same and, you situation know, as Bijo. Exactly, but I mean the thing is about these guys too. When you put them in the outfield, our defense won't hurt. Because, oh yeah, because you got those other two guys there, right? Exactly, and not only that. If you look at what people think of, of defensively, you know Gurriel's been playing first base for Arizona. Really? Yeah, they had him in there. In the I mean, preseason. I mean, why not? Players. But well, that's what they tell you about his <laughs> defensive prowess in the outfield. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I want him. Well, that was my thing about T. Oscar. I was like, if there was any way they can kind of convert him to like. A, first base DH kind of guy. I'm He's the guy that I really miss. I thought that, we, yeah, first base D, but we got Flatty there. That's the thing. You know what I mean? If he could be a full-time, I would rather have him have a full-time uh, DH instead of um, uh, Brandon Belt because I think Brandon Belt's going to be another guy that's not going to play as much as people think they are. I think what's going to mm-hmm. happen on the DH days is when Jansen's pitching, that Kirk's going to put in the yeah. DH, and I think that Jansen's going to get enough bats that some days he's going to get a DH look. But I think Belt's going to play more a lot of first base, though. And then Vladdy will DH on those yeah. days off? I think Bell. we're going to see that a lot. Belt was never a big first baseman with San Francisco. Hmm... You don't think second, so? No, he's a second baseman a lot. He played a lot yeah. of second base. Well, you know what I mean? It's just that anyone can play first base, though. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Ask Don Mattingly, the base coach. He'll tell you it's not first base is not as easy as you look. Considering, but he was a lefty at first base, which made his defensive prowess one of the best I've ever seen. Sure, but um, I think that I the the the, the Jays got the components, so to speak. Yeah, it's just a matter of um, Schneider and Mattingly. 
uh, using their baseball knowledge to know when to push the right buttons at the right time, which we won't know until we play 20 games. Right. Now, I know you're uh, a little upset about where they got uh, Chapman batting. Oh. We'll get to that. Oh, I still say move him up. I would have rather have Chapman in the cleanup hole than Varsho because— I think that's too high for him. I th- five, six, seven, I think that's the ideal spot for, for Chapman. Okay, so I'm going to put it this way. And Chapman, if you're listening out there, because I know you like to listen to the house that happens, I'm saying that I'm going to move you up in the batting order. I'm moving him up. I'm saying that after the 25 games, if he's moved up, because he's more comfortable now. Agree? Uh, I mean, but... The, uh, he hit some hard balls he on does, the, yesterday. He does, but his average, his average uh, going down year to year, that's a bit of a worrying So if it goes trend. up this year, if he hits 260, he can hit in the cleanup spot. Whoa, whoa, what makes you think he can hit 260? Because I think he's got the stick to do it. I think that he hit 250-something. Over in Oakland, and that was that big ass. What he hit last year? Uh, I think he was nervous. He was he he did some stuff. Oh, still, poor, poor baby's nervous. He was there. A lot of nervous. players do that. They come to a new plot. They overplay. They yeah. overplay. He's got I'm the power. He's got the He's power. Got the power. To, uh, at the dome. What he hit last year? Did he hit thirty. I uh, got. It was like twenty, like high twenty. So I think he's going to be over thirty. So that means that first show is going to hit twenty five. I think. Uh, Chapman, Here's my bold, Chapman might get to 30. Here's my bold prediction. Let's Chapman hits 35. No way. He hits 35, and, Ta- and Teoscar hits 40 for Seattle. I can see dome. that. I can see that. Out in the dome. That's how it's, it's going to work. I want a little uh, little side note about I think Vladdy's going to be back in form this oh, season. Oh, Vladdy's going to hit 40. I'm, I'm, I'm putting put him 40. He hit the ball hard the other day. A couple shots. Okay, he had the little... Um, the little flares, but a couple of the, the foul balls he hit, he hit them on the screws. Hit them hard. So I'm not worried about Vladdy at all. No. Only thing I'm worried about Pichette is his defense. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about Kirk um, repeating what he did last year. Because there's a book on him, and they got him out with a couple pitches in the first day. Yeah. That I went, ooh, Kirk, you didn't usually swing like that before, but where are you now? So we'll have to take a look at that. I mean, the Kirk thing is, I mean, yeah. I like him. Well, we got Jansen in our back pocket at catcher, so that's the that's the thing. And that's right? what I'm saying with the two of them. And I think Jansen's going to get a little bit more at bats. I hope he stays healthy. I think he's going to hit 20 home runs. Oh, I think he's going to hit 22, and I think Kirk can hit around 20. So that means that we could have a mm, uh, Kirk's. He didn't get even that many last year, did he? I, I don't know. I think he got 12 or 15, but he, yeah, he could he's not he's not a power guy. But I'm going to say this: if you come combine it, what he they hit 14? Do, yeah, see, I thought he hit 15. It was 14. Yeah. Okay, so let's put it this way: when you get at the end of the year and you get the All Star break, they look at you the major leagues look at you what you do position wise yeah like compared to your your peers at that position right? exactly so yeah. but no they look at it as a whole what what is it what is the catcher uh position producing yeah exactly okay so i i say that the jays catching position will be a top five offensive performance in the major leagues Oh, it should be. You know what I mean? Like should be. They, they, with that combo. So between the two of them, we should be able to see 35 home runs yeah, and about 80 to 90 RBIs out of our catching position that way, which will put us well into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I want to just bring up, before we leave the baseball acumen here, one of the things I want to bring up is that it's these big contracts and injuries. Verlander didn't even start. He's on the IL to start the season. Muscle strain in his uh, throwing shoulder, right? Max Fried of uh, Seattle, I mean of Atlanta, who who was supposed to be a Cy Young candidate, he's suddenly sitting on the side. Yep. Um, Degrom got through five innings, which they're going to be saying that they're happy to do. Um, uh, Miguel Cabrera is just doing a farewell tour at what thirty million dollars. 
I keep forgetting this guy's still playing. This is last year because he's playing on his contract. He got yeah. that eight year. My point being is that what's going to ruin baseball is these insane. Like San Diego, I'm glad you got some money. Cohen on the mats, glad you guys are super billionaires. Because what's going to happen is we're going to get it in five or six years. We're going to see all these dud guys playing. They're not going to be doing shit. No. But they're going to be making 30-some million. Isn't it? Doesn't something have to break somewhere? Doesn't like, When does the levy break? <laughs> we're going to find out these next few years, won't we? Oh, well, there's a, there's a CBA's... Uh... Coming up, Coming up, it? yeah, in yeah. two years. But, I mean, the baseball union. We're not going to really talk a lot about baseball today because we, we, we told you our take on the Jays. Oh, there hasn't been much baseball And there since. has been baseball, but in two weeks we're going to get back to that. What we really got to be talking about before we get out of here, I'm trying to be a little bit tighter today, is what's going on in the NBA. Well. <laughs> Let's just start with this. Where would you like to start? I would like to start with people quit hating LeBron James. For starters, I've never seen a superstar of his level in any sport get the hate that that man gets. And now suddenly the Lakers are in a position that they could even sneak up to the, the sixth, sixth seed. spot. Yeah, that's crazy. I gotta give you credit because, like, even a month ago, I did not think that was possible. I was saying, here we go. I think the key is it, and I've always liked this player. They drafted him in the first place, and now that he's back. D'Angelo Russell. Is key yes. for this. this that, was, that was a big trade. Sure was. I never thought they should let the two people I never thought the Lakers should let go was Angelo Russell and, and Brandon Ingram. The Ingram one was really oh, surprising. Well, I, well, they had to get Anthony Davis. So how, you had to give up yeah, something to get I mean, him. But Ingram was not a guy I thought you should let go. That guy's still on the upswing. He's still well. Russell was the whole situation about like him uh, filming the stuff in the locker room that like they weren't happy Brutal. about. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 hanging out uh, Shaggy P. That hanging him out to dry was yeah. not was not very good, okay? Yeah, he rode his way out of town there. Oh, 100%. But now that he's back, he's more mature. So yep. the interesting thing about this now is with the Lakers being in the position they are, and the Lakers, I do believe, got too much press, personally, because of, of LeBron. He, but, well, but then, also because they're the Lakers. They're the Lakers, agreed. And there's too much press going on with them. But here's the interesting thing. The Lakers now are in um, seventh. seventh, okay? The team that they're trying to catch is either the Clippers or the Warriors. It's going to be well. I think the Warriors are the team that they would knock out. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to say this. That means right off the hop that they're going to have to play. It'll be a L.A. L.A. first round series. No, L.A. Sacramento. Three oh, versus yeah, six. yeah, yeah. L.A. Sacramento, which is what they're saying with no experience, that the Lakers will automatically win the playoffs. I'm mm. cheering for them. When I see them, I'm not a Laker guy. I like LeBron. Everyone says it's great he's in there. I hope Sacramento beats them. I hope so too. And they've been consistent all year, so I don't. I, I love DeAndre not, Fox. I like Harrison Barnes. Yeah. I like the coach. I like the way they play. Oh, they're not just going to roll over and die. Oh, no, 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 no. I think they're going to do a lot more. They have the third best uh, point differential in the conference, too. Yes, so. they do. They And they play defense. They're a solid, solid team. I don't think they get enough credit because the, the main reason they don't get enough credit, when you think about it, is when's the last time they made the playoffs? 2006. I was 13. You were, think about that. <laughs> and now I'm 30 to put that in perspective. There you go. So I'm just saying this. I think that the thing about the Sacramento team that I really like is they got a bunch of guys that are, I don't want to call them no names, but they play two-way ball. Yeah. Okay. And they've got a great, great leader in Harrison Barnes. But you got these guys like Malik Monk. Where's this guy coming from? Yeah. I love the guy. I love the way he plays. I love the way they got Sabonis. 
Was yep, playing. Yep. He's been playing really, really, really. He's been an all star. Yes, he has been. I think Trey Lyles has been great. He's almost been a lockdown defender at times. Uh, he, he's got a little. He's not afraid. Um, they got that Huter guy who's a great three point shooter when he's on. Herter, yeah, yeah. They, they're they the, stole him from uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because they were there. My biggest hope. I'm glad you brought up Atlanta because I hope they don't even make the playoffs. I'm sick. They'll of be it. in the play in, but like I, I hope they're gone. I hope they're they're going uh, I, 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 We really need the Raptors to pass them, and I'm hoping that they do. Because if if my prediction about the Raptors, if, if if they're in that seven eight game, they'll find a way to get into the uh, the playoffs. But if they got to start off in that nine ten game, it's tough. I don't so give them here a shot. here's my prediction right now because I want I didn't want to get to the Raptors this quickly because I've been talking about this to everybody and they think I've lost my mind. The two things that I'm 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 calling for, if the Raptors. Win the, get to the seventh seed, they're going to win that first game. I think they're going to be too good defensively. Did you see last night? They almost came back and beat Philadelphia yeah. after a horrid first half. Yeah, they allowed about 77 in the first half. Oh, it was just brutal. And then they came out like if they had been a little bit tighter, they could have beat them. So here's my prediction. If they do, they get in and they get second. I mean, if they get seventh, they're going to have to play the number two team, which is probably going to be who? I don't uh, the, uh Well, it would be Boston. Okay, so... I thought, well, the thing is, though, I don't think they get to the seven in the plan because, like, they're really running out of runway. No, I'm saying what they're going to do is they're going to... If you play seven, that seven eight, eight, and, and if win you it, win the first game, you're, you're the seven seed. Their road record's really bad, though. So where is that game going to be? Uh, well, if they're the eight seed, you play in the seventh seed. So if they're the seventh... They're not going to make it. Why not? They're, it's two, they're two, two, two games back with only five games left to go. So that Atlanta can puke that up in a minute. No, but there's Miami. You got to be uh, past right, too. Miami, right? Miami. I think uh, Miami are fraud. We kicked the hell out of them this week. And we play uh, and the Raptors last five games. So at at Charlotte, at Charlotte, could win them both. At Boston, at Boston versus Milwaukee. Okay, so that's that, be that's tough a tough stretch. Okay, so here's here's the, I'm glad they're playing Boston twice because here's my crazy ass take. Okay. Raptors win. They come in the seventh and eighth. They beat Miami right off the hop. So now they're the seventh seed. They're going to play the number two team, which is the Boston Celtics. I'm calling you think for they're the, going to go into Miami and win, even with their horrible road record. Are, it's not that bad. Everybody else has a horrible. The only road team record. with the wor- the only team with less road wins than the Raptors this year are the Pistons. No, Golden State. Nope. Are you sure? Yep. Golden Let's look State. at that. Golden State's pretty bad. Okay, in the East, I'm saying. Okay, in the East. All right. Okay, yeah, but there's that's dog fights. I don't care. They're going to go in and beat Miami. They're, Miami's old and tired. They're going to go in and they're going to take them down. Anobi's going to take <laughs> Jimmy Butler out of the game, and they're, we're going to beat them. So here's my call: if the if the dice <laughs> if the cards fall this way, we're going to upset the Boston Celtics in the first round. You heard it here first. The house that happens from Cruz. We're going to beat Boston in the first round because every year in the playoffs, there's some crazy ass upset. Why can't it be the Raptors? And I'm going to tell you why. Nah. Boston's got problems, bro. <sighs> Jalen, Do you hear Jalen Brown talking lately? No, I haven't. Oh, Jalen Brown. Saying? He's saying stuff like, you know, maybe I'll stay, maybe I won't. Because what has happened is he found out that when the trade deadline came, Jason oh, Tatum was, was like, on the phone yeah. with Kevin Durant. Yeah. So that's chemistry in the room. And they, they pulled this last year where Marcus well, Smart took them all out to the strip joint or the restaurant when they were in Christmas time. They were six games under 500. And then Marcus Smart took the whole team out and said, listen, guys, we're better than this. They went to the conference finals. That happens once. You're two superstars like Jalen Brown's going. He scored 40 the other night. Mm-hmm. Look at that Tatum going, I'm the man. <laughs> I'm the man. And, and if you're going to keep, who are you going to keep? 
Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? I still think they're too strong. They're going to beat the Raptors. I'm going to say they're going to beat themselves. That's what I'm getting Not at. in the first round. In the first round, the trial. And you know what? If they beat the Celtics in the first round, I'm going to freaking run naked down Young Street. I'll be so happy because everyone knows what I think of the Boston Celtics. Well, everyone knows what I think of them, too. There you go. So the house say goodbye. Goodbye. And they're one of two teams that the Raptors have played in the playoffs but have never beaten in a series. So, so why not do it now? Oh, I, I Believe me, I would love it. Okay, but my call is Milwaukee's winning it all. And in Giannis, if he's not the MVP, stop it. We're at all this talk about. He's apparently, like, third place in, like, That's who says who? I mean, the media people, and they're the ones who vote. These media people should all go to hell. What? They're all kissing Joel Embiid's ass because he's supposed to be that cool oh, apparently guy. Apparently, Jokic is gaining momentum again. What? So. Ah, screw Jokic. You know what they got to say? He didn't even win in the playoffs. Screw him because you it's know what? It's a regular season I'm award. I'm going to go with the it's Kendrick Perkins. a regular Perkin, season award. A regular season award and all them. Can I go to the Kendrick Perkins School of Voting? No, I can't do that because we don't like to do race baiting at the house that uh -oh. happens. We no. don't like to go there. There's certain things that I individually, have you noticed as we started this show, I've cut off a few of my bad habits. <laughs> you have. Because I've had, I will admit, even my wife says when she listens, she goes, you say things that are politically incorrect. I mean, that's fine. But I think they're correct. true. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't feel bad. But I do understand, like, for example, could I have a shout out to your mom? Shout out to your mom because I think that when she... Love I, you, mom. I, yes, okay, to your mom because I, I, I really appreciate the fact that she respects what I'm doing on the air. Yeah. So I, I haven't met your mom yet. I hope I do. But out of respect to your mom, that's why I got to chill in some of these statements that <laughs> I make because they, they're, they're comical, but they're not politically correct. So my, my point is this, is what, what I'm getting at is what I'm cutting off the thing is about the, the, the baiting is the fact that if Jokic wins the MVP this year, I'm saying it's because he's white. Sorry, I'm going to say it. It's because he's white. No other. And they got the whole thing about he'll have three in a row. He'll be Larry Bird. And I know in the history of sports, it's always looking for when there seems to be a race that's dominant, we always look for that hope. I'm yeah. not going to say what kind of hope we're looking for. Oh, just throw, okay, okay. <laughs> just throw it out there. It's a great white hope. Just throw it out there. So I'm saying that's there. And Giannis should be. And I'm tired of people saying Giannis should win because well, he's on a good team. It's the, How it's do you the, get it's, to be a good it's, team? It's the LeBron argument where it's like, really, LeBron should have been winning like MVP like He should have won year. more. But okay, in the later times, he's not always been the end. And I thought Durant should have won a couple more times. Exactly my said, point. But he was on Golden State. So, well, he's on a good team. How do you give it to him? But Giannis is the team that's, that's leading him. And I yeah. think Giannis is, should be MVP. I think that commercial that he does is the worst commercial on TV. Where <laughs> the Pixel one. So if that takes away Why from the his Glizzy MVP, Gone, I love that one. I hate that commercial. Gone. It's so, it's so <laughs> I think that's so funny. Yeah, I think it's so bad. And you know what? I I really think that it's if, no uh, Scotty Barnes a trade school commercial. Oh, that's the best. So come on, I mean, Scotty Barnes is just made for commercials. Oh, Even yeah. though we're going to talk about commercials, my favorite commercial is Austin Matthews almost, oh, yeah, almost yeah. looks like that bird in that commercial. You know the, the guy that always brings that ostrich around? Yeah, yeah. Next time you see that commercial, next time you see Austin Matthews, he, he kind of looks like that bird. I'm not saying Austin's stiff in the commercials, but he suits that commercial to a T. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where's Giannis's... He's not as good on the commercials as he is on the he's court. A, he's, he's an athlete. Okay, exactly. But So I'm calling it right now. Charles Barkley didn't have a great uh, performance on SNL back in the day. So. Oh, no, but, but Charles is getting better in the commercials because Spike Lee's killing him. They oh, just yeah. kill Spike and, and, um, 
Samuel L. Jackson. But then again, Barkley can be Barkley and get away with sure. it. We know that. But before we digress, I want to say now, because uh, we're, we don't have a lot of time left here, I just want to shout out one thing about basketball this year, and I'm saying that I hope that the playoffs better be outstanding because all the bullshit that we put up all this year in, in basketball is insane. And that being said, and you heard me earlier talking about the M's in college basketball, well, I'm going for the M's in the NBA, and I'm calling for Memphis-Milwaukee final. That's So that's your prediction? That's what I'm calling right now. Even though no... Uh, team has ever made the finals with uh, no player. I'm going to go. Yeah, Someone's going. They never. A couple years ago, they said a jump shooting team would never win the NBA finals. Golden State's a jump shooting team, and they ended up winning the finals. I'm just going to say one thing about this, and I, I want to throw it out there. Two things before we go. One of them is that I heard Jay Williams say that uh, John Morant should have been suspended for the rest of the season. What's your take on that? No, that's ridiculous. Okay, so... Gun, he did something fucking stupid. I uh, completely mean, stupid, and it's gun. And I think there should be a no-tolerance gun thing. But when you add it all up, you got 23-year-old kids in a strip joint, too much money, smoking weed, and one of the guys has got a gun. Then they all get gangster for a minute. Yeah. I'm saying it's the stupidest thing he could have ever done. Of course. Okay, but is that right? It wasn't his gun. He wasn't carrying the gun. He didn't bring it into the club. Okay, it wasn't on NBA time. Mm -hmm. He got suspended for eight games, and his freaking shoe contract and his drink contract are still on the table. Yeah. That's about $200 million. That's not including his contract. This is generational money. So, sure. full disclosure, who's my favorite player in the NBA? That's John Morant. <laughs> so, I'm going to stick up for my boy, and I'm going to tell Jay Will, which I'm going to start trying to get the house to, to dinner on these guys. Jay Will, all they do is defend players, except when it's a moral issue, issue and then they kill the guy. Oh, yeah, they got on their uh, soapbox and, and, and get yeah, all high and mighty. Yes, they do. And you know what I mean? So when we're talking about moral issues in NL, uh, NIL, and I think we got to get there because I know you've got things to do to get out of here. I'd just like to end the show on this note. Well, you're, you're not going to ask me for my finals picks for the NBA? Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, get in there. Who's your finals pick? I predict we're going to see a rematch this year. Whoa! Not of last year's finals. The finals the year before. It's going to be Milwaukee-Phoenix again. Wow. If Durant comes back? Yes. I think the most intriguing series of, of it all is going to be, I really hope that Phoenix plays Memphis. Oh, and like a conference final? In a conference final. Yeah. I would really think that would be amazing because that'd be the old school. That's my prediction. I think that's it's going to be conference finals, those two teams. Can I just do a shout out? Because I got a bunch of people on the NBA legendary site that I talked to on Facebook, and I hope that they're going to listening. Somebody said that it was really cool that I said this, and I'm going I'm to and explain it this way so you'll know what my credibility factor is. I've never been a Chris Paul fan. When, he, when uh, he played in Wake Forest, he had brass balls. They lost. He cried like a little bitch. He's never been a fan favorite of mine. I don't like the way he plays, but I'm going to say this much. I think Chris Paul is one of the top five guards in the history of the point guards in the history of the NBA. I agree. And what I'm trying to get to people to understand is we may have personal issues why we don't like things, or we might disguise, or we might be haters. Yeah. But I will never disrespect a man's stat and his performance, whether I like him or not. Okay? I grew up hating Bobby Orr. Yeah. Okay? Uh, I think Bobby Orr is one of the greatest hockey players of all time. So anytime you're out there, people, and you're having sports arguments, hate all you want, but respect what a man has accomplished. Do you agree? Agreed. You know what I'm saying? And with all this going around, my question of the week is, 
With the NCAA tournament going on and all this portal switching and NIL and pay-for-play, I'm calling out, when will the University of Michigan put the Fab Five's uh, Final Four um, flags back up at the college? The banners, yeah. The banners. When are they going to put them back up, bro? Do you think they should be back up? That is I think the question. they should be. I agree. But like the NCAA, we, <laughs> they're, they, you know, we, the, the way they operate, right? Okay, so now history has proven that they've operated as a group of failures, that some of their decisions were wrong. I agree. And it was based on uh, politics. But will they than, see it that way? Well, I say, I say that the University of Michigan should take it on their own. They should take they're it on their own. They're going to find up the wazoo, though. Michigan can afford the money. Uh, but, like, I mean, your money could just be better spent on so many no, other things. No, no, no. Okay, I'm going to listen this way. Isn't this just, here's what I say. First of all, full disclosure, I'm, I'm, I'm talking from the heart here. Yes. I'm a diehard. You're a Michigan I ble- Wolverines I, I fan, bleed, like we mentioned. I bleed, Michigan. I bleed Wolverines. I, that's why it's my favorite character in freaking Marvel. Is <laughs> 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 do that. But the bottom line is, I'm saying, isn't it a coincidence that, or not a coincidence, like, the one of the greatest sporting teams of all time who never won a championship yeah. are still talked about to this day. Like you back in the day, you were were you what you were a kid when, the, when yeah, there was okay. I've, I've seen the documentary like a number of times. Though. I think it's fantastic. Okay, it's one of the best of all time. Yeah. So guess what? Okay, you don't think I died when Weber called that timeout? I, I imagine. Oh you my God! I died. I dropped to my knees. I'll never forget it. Okay. Your best player just having a brain oh, fart in that it, moment. Oh, it was horrible. And Weber is still one of my favorite players of all time, regardless of the little feud going on between him and Jalen Rose. Yeah. Because when they both talk about it now, Jalen Rose is holding all the cards. I hope Weber, you got to come around. You know when you. He's think, been saying that for a year, ever since the documentary, pretty and, much. And and that that documentary's been on almost ten years, and there's still more. Been no, like yeah. it's like 15, 20. Whatever it is. Right up fifteen. 15. Whatever the case may be, like those guys were buds. Those guys were boys. Those guys were tight. So I'm just saying with all this talk about um, NILs, transfer portals, the whole college thing has changed, which you proved that that was a sham back then. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, Weber shouldn't have lied. Okay, that's that's the thing. Okay, the grand sure. jury situation. But, I mean, I wasn't in his shoes at the time. Okay, and then the way he distanced himself from the other four—that's the part I don't like. What's that? That he's distancing yeah. himself, the, and they keep to, like trying to invite him back. Like, uh, I forgot was it like which one of the March Madnesses it was? Like they had like a little reunion. It's all of them there. Chris Webber was in the building, not with them. He was in the suite. Yeah, when they won the national championship game a couple yeah. years ago, and they lost to Kansas, was it? When we lost, remember we went there because uh, Jordan Poole made that amazing shot that get us yeah. on the last second shot to get us going, and then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, I didn't like that either. And I and Weber is one of my top. If people say who's your ten favorite athletes of all time, oh, I wow, used to say I used to do it, but not. I can't do that anymore because if I'm a team guy and believed in the collective and we move as a unit, and he's been so far out of the unit, it breaks my heart to tell yeah. you the truth. Oh, it, really it breaks does. my heart too. I mean, it's just it's a bad look. Very bad look on a team that I've loved forever. But on that note, um, I just want to say this: um, we're not going to be here next week due to the fact that, first of all, I'm going to be drinking too much on Good Friday. <laughs> I got a full disclosure here. I, I have a pretty packed weekend for Easter next weekend, too. We, I so. do, too. And here's the Shout deal. out to uh, Kate, one of my friends, becoming a Catholic. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I just want to say this. We won't be here on Good Friday, but I've always forgiven the Jews for killing Jesus. 
I've always done that. Okay, I just want everyone to know, so I'm not going to be. Don't I'm, hold that against. Them, I'm not please. holding that against. No, I'm them. just saying, like in general, just please don't. I won't. That's what I'm saying because we have enough racism in the world. We want to release that. I gave up chocolate for for Lent. Everyone thinks that's oh, you gave up chocolate for Lent. I am a chocolateaholic, people. And I'm I just, did not know that. I am a chocolateaholic, and I'm going to give a demonstration what I'm going to do next Saturday morning. I got the chocolate in the fridge waiting for me. <laughs> I've got the biggest Reese's peanut butter cup on the planet. Oh, I think I it's a it. half a pound. I love a Reese's peanut butter oh, cup. Oh, I'm going to have it. I'm going to have the biggest one ever. I've got two bags of M&Ms waiting oh, man, for me. You're speaking my language. I'm and an then, M&Ms guy, too. And then I'm going to cut the Lindor chocolate on and put it on toasted rye bread for breakfast <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> that's where i'm going with the chocolate so if we don't see you we want everyone to have a very happy easter yes. be safe out there i hope the easter bunny is good to everybody yeah let's hope that we have an excellent uh ncaa championship game on monday night and an may- excellent uh, australian grand prix oh yes as well oh we we yes i'm glad you brought it in because we got to bring that up about the f1 please be watching i'm cheering for alonzo again Yes. Um, I'm cheering for Alonso. We'll see what happens. I'm going to go home now and watch the practice to see. It's, no, qualifying. qualifying yeah. I'm going to go home and watch that right away. It was away. qualifying last night. Was it? Yeah, not to spoil it. Don't tell much, me because I'm yeah, going to yeah, go no, watch my it lips on are the sealed. CDR. On that note, once again, Mrs. Milani, thank you for listening. Looking forward to seeing your brother. Is there anything else I can do for you, Andrew? I think that's it, Cruz. I think we're good. Just want to say uh, we keep the vibe alive. Thanks for coming out. My name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. We out of here.